Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is... Friday, holy Friday, January 3, 2020. Happy New Year. My name is JC Tevez and this is the podcast about my life and nothing else. What's up, everyone? How you doing? It's a new year. It's a new decade. Hallelujah. And I started my decade with a bang. Came from uh, Pampanga. Uh, it wasn't really a bang. We stopped. We didn't do, I don't know, fireworks. Walang nagpaputok. And you know, all those paputok jokes, I don't know. Do I like them? I get it, right? It's little bastos because putok means like, you know, ejaculation. Yeah, I love it. Nagpaputok ka ba sa labas, JC? Huwag ka magpaputok sa loob. Yeah. I spent New Year's Eve. I came from work, so I drove to Pampanga and Sana. Sana Oil, no? Sana Oil. I hate that saying, but I used it right now. Sana All. All traffic days are like that. I mean, from Ortiga Center to Angeles City, Pampanga. An hour and 30 minutes. Sweet Sally Malali, man. Diba? OMG. What a... Sana, no? Sana. And... On the way back took me three hours. <laughs> Cause everyone was on the way back. Uh, what did we do for New Year's? Uh, we didn't, we didn't, uh, have fireworks like I mentioned, but we did the typical. So there's bingo. There's bingo. We ate at my Lola's Kubo. My Lola's had a Kubo since, you know, the nineties. And we always celebrated like in the garden area of the, in front of the Kubo. So we played bingo. I didn't play. I just watched. And so bingo. And then the other thing that we do after midnight, we start playing a game called Red Dog. And I'm not sure if that's a real name or if, like Red Dog card game. I'll Google it right now. But it's just in between. Like you get two cards and then if the next card that comes out is in between those two cards, panalo ka. And then you win what you bet. But of course, if it's not within those two cards, then you lose. And you always have to bet as long as there's a card in between. The only time you don't bet is pag walang in between. So like let's say you get a five and a six. So di ba walang, walang card sa loob. Uh, but if you get a five and a seven, you have to bet. But that's also called a jackpot. Anyway, I don't want to explain the games, but explain that game. I'm looking on Google. Google says, Red Dog, each player draws a card with the high card determining the first. Now, yep, see, it's a completely different game if you Google it. It's just, it's basically the in-between game. So we played that. Uh, I didn't play again. I know I didn't participate at all in this New Year's thing. I was really tired. The other, the other thing is the throwing of money. Is there a name for that in Tagalog? Throwing of money. New Year. New Year. Meron bang ano? Pangalan yung tradition na yun. My Lola throws coins. Like, she collects coins. Like, 5 pesos, 1 peso, some 10 pesos. Uh, and then, at the end of the year, she throws it. Like, it's a shitload of coins. And you get hurt if you're in there, if you're in the crossfire. Because she's throwing metal. And, you know, she's an old lady. But it hurts. So, imagine if, you know, someone was throwing coins at you full force. Sakit. Uh, it was, it was cool. And then, so that was my New Year's. The next day, I had to come back because of work for radio. So I drove back, took me three hours. And yeah, that, that's a pretty 
uneventful New Year's. I mean, simple, just the way I like it. You know, family, food, and, you know, just memory, creating a new memory. Nothing that memorable, but it was really nice to be home for a little bit and see my mom and my lola and my cousins. So, yeah, when I got back to Manila, ano pa ba? That, that's really, there's really nothing that I want to talk about about New Year's anymore. But I did want to talk about some things that I've been up to since then. Uh, first off, tomorrow, I'm going to be, because right now I'm recording this 11.45 in the evening. I completely forgot I had to record a podcast today. So uh, I'm going to upload it now, like tonight. So it should be up for the weekend. But this weekend, this Saturday, so tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a planning, uh, like a 2020 planning session for myself. I've never done that ever. I've never ever planned out my year or like things that I want to do. Like I, I, I'm going to try to create like a content calendar. I'm going to try to create a new schedule for myself. I'm going to try to figure out some new ideas that I'm trying to flesh out. So I'm, I'm going to do it. It's, it's going to be really cool. And what, you know, maybe outline some of the goals and things that I want to achieve in the year and kind of, it's like a mind map or like a vision board ish session, but maybe without the vision board because you know I can't make one there, or I could. Who who knows? So I'm gonna do that tomorrow, and I'm gonna try to you know do it for like a few hours, four or five hours, and just really focus, get shit done, you know. And speaking of getting things done, guys and girls, the book that I started talking about way back last year, I finally finished it. The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Great read. Uh, there are some things that are out of date because it is kind of an older book. I think this came out in like the mid 2000s. Yeah, why don't I Google it for you? When did the Success Principles? It's by Jack Canfield. Uh, came out in 2004. Damn, mid 2000s. 2004, and there is a lot of things that I learned from it. Namely, you know what? I'm going to go through some of my bookmarks. So I promised you once I'm done reading it that I would kind of. You know, go through some of the things that I learned. So a lot the the there it's it's split up into different sections, like five if I am not mistaken, five different sections. And it just each section kind of just it tells you about like what it focuses on different aspects on how you can achieve success, whether it be uh, in money, which is like the fourth thing in your personal like your mindset, etc. Let me let me just read the uh, no. So the first section is the fundamentals of success. So basically what it takes to be successful. The second section is transform yourself for success. So even though you might know the the fundamentals from the first section, the second section is kind of like how to apply it into your life. The third is building a success team. This was an interesting thing for me because it it's really it it's something that we don't think of a lot of the time when we think about personal success well at least for me when you think of personal success you think of me i got to i got to do this i i need to make it all work and which is true but it's it also went into depth about like finding reaching out to people reaching out to experts reaching out and finding a mentor etc the fourth part is create successful relationships and not just platonic or not just romantic obviously like platonic uh, similar to success team. So, you know, finding, uh, you know, ha- it, they were talking about there's something called like a heart talk, H-E-A-R-T, heart talk. Uh, interesting concept I learned there. The fifth part, you know, is success and money. And uh, there's a sixth part, which is just like do it now. 
but it's really just kind of like the ending like it just it just plugs certain things so it's really five sections so the fifth part is success and money and it's a great book really like if you can pick it up uh, i think i'm pretty sure they sell it sa mga national bookstore and power books and uh, wherever you, know, you can get an ebook online as well which is mine what i did and do it uh so some of the things that i i you know some of the highlights of this are just well you know what let me i don't want to should i go into the bookmarks of my because it's on my ipad bookmarks i don't want to like bore you but here are some of the things that i really learned from success principles um here we go learn to replace complaining with making requests and taking action that will achieve your desired outcome i i highlighted that in one of my bookmarks and i think that's so true we we tend to complain so much about things that we have actually control over you know and for example me i and i still do it and you know once i if i take this advice to heart which i do sometimes but not all the time so like let's say i say fuck i i, I don't have enough you know, I'm not good at editing videos. That's why I can't start my YouTube. But there's so many resources on YouTube. I could probably find a class somewhere so I could pay someone to teach me, for example. And, you know, that's the excuse. Like, I'm making excuses. And it's just like, why am I complaining when I could take action and then achieve what I want in the, you know, the desired outcome? Something like that. Uh, there's effective affirmations. Another thing that I learned about, uh, you know, uh, you know, having affirmations and doing it yourself. So he uh, he read he wrote something called the nine guidelines. The nine guidelines for creating effective affirmations. So the first one is start with the words "I am." He says that "I am," "I am" are the two most powerful words in the language. Make it to make it happen. So like "I am." going to get a new Porsche. I am going to start my YouTube channel. And he says that for these uh, affirmations, do it in the present tense. That's the second part. Number two, use the present tense. Describe it as if you have it. Parang nasayo na. Diba? So you affirm that it's really, it's yours. Even though, let's say you don't even have it right now. You say, uh, I am in, I am driving my new Porsche. Not I am going to get a new Porsche. Sorry about that earlier. I think that's what I said. But basically, instead of saying I want to get this or I'm going to get this, just say I have this. I am driving this car right now in my mind. Uh, the third thing is stated in the positive. Affirm what you want, not what you don't want. So always go for, always affirm what you want. Fourth part is keep it short and simple. Think of your affirma- affirmation as a jingle so that's easy to remember. So make it very specific as that's the fifth part. Make it specific. Uh, include an action word in ending with ing. And uh, that's number six. So I am confidently expressing myself. Expressing myself. Seven is include at least one dynamic emotion or feeling word. Something like I am feeling agile and great. Uh, number eight is make affirmations for yourself, not others. So it's I am blank, not I am watching someone else do blank. And then the number nine, add or something better at the end. This was what I found really interesting because you can always dream bigger, right? Uh, so you know, say something like I am enjoying driving this car, 
this Ferrari car or something better, like another car that's better. It's just, you know, that's how you should do it. And there's so many, so many other lessons that I learned in this book that I don't think I could do it justice because I'm not, I'm not very well spoken when it comes to like describing what I've learned. It's really hard. Especially like when I was in college or high, high school, high school, or even, you know what, even if I'm going to throw, go back, throwback years, TBT, throwback Thursday, uh, to like elementary, when you go home from school, diba yung tanong ng nanay mo. Well, what did you learn at school today? I would always say, I think, as far as I remember, I would always say like, oh, you know, basic stuff. I could never recall what I learned. It's, so it's hard to, it's hard for me to kind of show you that, that, uh, you know, what I've really, really picked up from this book. But please go, go check it out. And it's really, it's great. It's great. It's a great book. It's a great book. And, because of that, I I started another book, which is a short book, short book called Zen Z E N, by Shunmyo Masuno. Shunmyo Masuno. That's the name of the author. He's a Japanese monk, and it's just basically the teachings of you know his Zen teachings and how he and other monks live simple lives. The art of simple living. Zen, the art of simple living, is the title of the book. It's very, it's very, it's very easy to read. Super basic shit, as in. Like, it'll just tell you, like, focus on breathing for five minutes a day. And, and then it'll give like a short little, it's not a parable, eh? it's, it's like a short little anecdote, maybe. Sometimes he gives anecdotes. Sometimes he just says, do this because it will release your inner stress or something like that. Very basic book. I finished it. Is it something, I, I don't agree with a lot of it, but I guess because I'm not on that kind of Zen monk level. But it does, it does have, um, it does have some things that I feel like, alright, would really benefit my life. A lot of it has, is tied in with minimalism because I'm a, I'm a minimalist or I try, at least I try to be. So you got, you know, discarding what you don't need, organizing your desk are two of the chapters in the book. And the chapters, when I say chapters, is, it, it you, you don't think it's long. A chapter will take you like one minute to read. <laughs> it's, it's an okay book. I wouldn't pay for it. If you can pick it up in a maybe a library or like in a bookstore and just read it in there, because sometimes you can read in the bookstore, diba? I think, ah, huh? because sometimes nakasil yung mga books. Eh. Where can you? You know, now that I think about it, where can you read books here? Huh? Yeah. I know there's some coffee shops that are converted, or bookstores that have coffee shops, and you can read the books in there. So maybe you could do that if you can find it. Zen. It's Zen, The Art of Simple Living by Shunmyo Masumo. Masumo. Masuno. Masuno. Yeah, uh, what else? What else did I want to talk about? Uh, sorry if this is a boring episode, but I, it's really the start of the year and I completely forgot that I had to do this. Mm, yesterday, we got to interview Master Hans Kua. You might see him on the billboards along Edsa. If you don't know, you probably know who he is. Go Google H A N Z space C U A. Master Hans Kua. He's a feng shui guy. Also does tarot card readings. And I, I've made my thoughts clear on how I feel about all this kind of stuff. But he's a very jolly guy. And it was interesting. Like he really knows his shit. Cause he was talking about, okay, so I'm just going to give you what he, what I remember from our conversation. Okay. And I only, I think I only mostly remember because it's my year, year of the horse. Apparently, it's not a good year for us, 2020. If you're a year of the horse, if you're listening to this, 
Not a good year for us. Also, I think Rabbit is not a good year. Uh, what else? What else do I remember? Uh, the center of your home is like unlucky this year. So put like some candles and shit. I forgot what he said. <laughs> it's the year of the met- metal. Metal. It's the year of the metal rat this year. And I, I didn't know that there, like, because you know every year the the it changes the animal. But I didn't know that the there was a metal. So there's metal. There's fire. There's earth, water. And heart, no heart. That's Captain Planet. Uh, earth, fire, water, air, wind, and metal. I think that's what he said. So every, whatever, every hundred twenty years, the, like the cycle recompletes, or some something like that. Master Hansa, he is a. I saw his watch. Well, I think it was like a Rolex, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these feng shui people, feng shui, feng shui, they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. I think I picked the wrong career. I should have, I should have, I should have been a freaking botsu, like, predictor, man. <sighs> Gosh, okay. Um, I also on YouTube, I on YouTube, I have been uh, watching this guy. Check out his videos. Really interesting. His name is Simon Wilson. Just search Simon Wilson. He makes videos about something that I, it's called, I call it social engineering. And uh, it's a term that is, it's a real term. Social engineering is kind of like how you can deceive, like manipulate people into either, you know, giving you information or letting you into a venue, letting in, letting you in, blah, 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 just by kind of using tr- tricks of us. It's hard to explain. Basta, watch his videos. Simon Wilson. So, uh, he has videos where he snuck into the Emmys. Just, like, he didn't, like, sneak in, kind of, like, evade security. He he got into the Emmys using credentials that he just kind of asked for. As in, he just pretended, well, is that is that sneaking? He pretended he was somebody else. Or he, he just watch it. Simon Wilson. Good shit. Look, look for the sneaking into the Mayweather and McGregor fight. The, that was, that one's the first video I ever saw from him months ago. But then I kind of rediscovered his videos lately. And it's cool. I'm about to watch one called Sneaking into Disneyland. It's probably what I'm going to watch right now. Ah, just go watch it. Go watch his video. Super, super interesting. Yeah, man. That's all I wanted to share today. Sorry. Uh, it's a, it's a very bullshit episode today. <laughs> and I had nothing. Should, is there, should I do some Reddit stuff? Let me see reddit.com slash r slash let's see if there's anything interesting on reddit that maybe I could go through by the way Luka Doncic uh, the all-star votes are in for the NBA Luka Doncic Luka Doncic Luka Doncic how do you say his last name is number one on the voting he surpassed LeBron James crazy it's crazy I love Luka by the way he's great mm. oh here we go this is great since I was talking about books awesome uh, someone posted on ask reddit which books should a person read at least once in their life? So I'm going to read some of the answers. I, it's my first time looking at this, so uh, forgive me if I don't know, <clears throat> uh, if I'm not prepared, which I never am. Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo is a book on here. It's one of the top answers. I have read that book, believe it or not, by Alexander Dumas, who also wrote Three Musketeers. The Count of Monte Cristo, the answer, or the, 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 the user wrote that it is full of strong emotions and makes you question what is justice. It's such a, it's a weird read. If you, if you read it, it's, it's kind of, there's something weird about how, I forgot why. I remember I read it 
And it was like, it was weirdly written. I forgot why. It was a while back. So yeah, Count of Monte Cristo. It's good. It's about like, um, it's about revenge. So the, the gist of the story, if I remember correctly, is this guy, he's in love with this girl and he's like a sailor dude. And then this other guy is jealous of the guy, the main guy. So he, you know, sends him to this prison or like sends him to get killed or whatever. And he marries that girl. The bad guy marries the girl. But the other guy, the good guy, he escapes from prison and he becomes hella rich. And then he bec- he becomes the Count of Monte Cristo and to get revenge. Anyway, <laughs> there's a the another another answer here called the Demon Haunted World by Carl Sagan. Never heard of it, but it says here it's basically a plea on critical thinking and proper application of the scientific method for the good of the species. Huh? The Demon Haunted World by Carl Sagan. I have no idea what even the like the little. The little description that this person gave. I still don't know what the hell he's talking about. Well, there we go. Another answer. The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde. I have re- I can't believe it. I've read this book too. I read it when I was in, in elementary school. Yeah, it's a comedy. It's a play. And it, it's a, it, it is a funny, it is a funny play. It's a funny book. Or, well, it's a play. It's great. Wow, I can't believe that I have, I have read this book. I mean, a lot of people are agreeing with this, and I'm happy that I read it because I would never pick it up if it maybe now, but I was forced to read it in elementary school. Yeah. Okay. The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde. I should, you know what? I think that deserves a reread. Reread. Huh. Here's another book The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. That's the title of the book by Oliver Sacks. Huh. And then the comment says, no, seriously, it's a nonfiction journal-style book about a neurologist and how he dealt with the different problems, illnesses, and issues, and in turn, how the patients have been able to adapt and overcome obstacles. It's very moving, not always easy or pleasant, but a powerful book. There you go. The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat by Oliver Sacks. Wow. Oh, there's another book that I read before. That was had a really long title like that, and I enjoyed it, and I, I would recommend it. It's called The Curious Case of the the Dog in the Nighttime. The Curious Case The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. It's by an author named Mark Haddon, and it's written in the um it's written from the perspective of this kid who has uh what is it? Not what Asperger's. Asperger's. He's like or autism. I don't know if it's Asperger's or autism or both. It's a really, it's a great read because you're, you're, you're reading it and you're kind of getting how he, how he processes thoughts because he has, he has autism and, and Asperger. So the, it's written in that style and they use a lot of, you know, numbers and like colors because sometimes they think like that. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's about this, this, that kid who finds a dog like that's dead in the middle of the street and he tries to figure it out. Like he tries to solve the mystery. Oh, good book. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Crime and Punishment. Never heard of it. Uh, I don't know who wrote it. Doesn't say here. Mm, Man's Searching for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Man's Searching for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Don't know. They didn't give a description of what it was, so I'm not going to look it up. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Ha. 
I remember that book when I was young. Did you all read that? The Very Hungry Cap- Caterpillar? I can't be the only... I mean, I grew up in a... Well, I went to international school, so maybe... Did everyone read that? Is I feel like that that's like a staple of childhood reading, right? Very Hungry Caterpillar and Rainbow Fish. Remember Rainbow Fish? Rainbow Fish! Holy crap! Do you remember that book? Google Rainbow Fish and go to images. If you remember that cover, then, yeah, you're like me. What a throwback. Do you ever watch the, or, uh, it's not here listed here, but do you ever read the Mr. Men books? And the little, oh, the little Mr. Men? And then there's like the little Miss Men. Mr. Men? Mr. Men and then Little Miss books. Yeah, Mr. Men. They had a whole bunch of them. There was like Mr. Egg. Mr. Tickle, Mr. Happy. And I don't think there's a Mr. Egg, but <laughs> Mr. Deer. I'm looking at the list now. Mr. Tickle, Mr. Greedy, Mr. Happy, Mr. Chatterbox. And then there's like the Little Miss. So there's like Little Miss, Little Miss Chatterbox. It was a it was a really, really cool series. I remember I remember reading those books. Wow. What a what a blast from the past. I, I have not thought about those books in years. Like last time when I thought about those books. Okay. Back to Reddit. Catch twenty two. It's hilarious, depressing, couldn't put it down. You must learn Snowden's secret. What is Catch twenty two? Is that written by is that written by uh Snowden? Catch twenty two is a satirical war novel by American author Joseph Heller. It's set during World War Two. It follows the life of a anti-hero captain in the U.S. Army Air Forces. What's it about, though? Um, oh, it's just about it's just about the military. Okay, cool. Probably not gonna read it. Uh, <laughs> uh what else? What else do we have here? Brave New World. Never, never heard of it. Watership Down. I've heard of Watership Down. But I have not read it, and I don't know what it's about. But let's go Google it just so that I don't like an I don't like uh, fiction books. Cause Watership Down is a survival and adventure novel set in England. The story features a small group of rabbits. What? <laughs> Although they live in their natural wild environment, they are what is anthropomorphized. Oh, okay. So they, they're like talking and walking rabbits. Got it. Possessing, 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 <laughs> possessing their own culture, language, blah, blah, blah. The novel follows the rabbits as they escape the destruction of their warren and seek a place to establish a new home. The hill of water shipped down. Oh, it's about rabbits. Who would have thought? All right. What else? What else? The Stranger by Albert Camus. Never heard of it. The Trial by Franz Kafka. The Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. All three of these books apparently tackle the struggle of a man and the society around him. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury, I don't know. I don't think I've read any of his any of his books, but I know he writes a lot of science fiction stuff. Let's see. What else is here? I'm going to look and find books that I've actually read because there's so many books that I haven't read that I don't want to, you know, probably never going to read it. But I just thought they were interesting to read out. But now I'm going to try to find books that I've read that are on this answer. The Little Prince. 
by Anton de Saint-Exprès. I don't know how to say it. Have you read Little Prince? It's a good book. It's a short book. And I also like the movie, by the way. There was a movie that they made re- uh, like a couple of years ago, uh, 3D animation. Good movie. Little Prince. Great, great book. Ah, what else is here? Mm-mm-mm. I have not read Flowers of Algernon. I have not read East of Eden. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was an okay book. I did not like the movie, but the book was okay. <laughs> Battle Royale? Isn't that a comic? Battle Royale, if you've seen the movie, it's kind of like Hunger Games before Hunger Games. Battle Royale, watch the Japanese movie. It's fucked up. They, it, it, it's, it's exactly like Hunger Games, but more violent. Like they take all the kids in this one class every year in Japan, a class of Japanese high school kids, or is it elementary? No, middle school. No, I think they're high school. They are taken to a remote location and they have to kill each other and only one person uh, is left standing. What a freaking concept, right? Go watch it. Ooh, The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. Have you, have you, have you read that book? That's a good book too. It has like the, the Outsiders. It's with, um, Pony Boy. Stay Golden Pony Boy. Uh, the Soches. The Soches are like the, the, the Konyo people, the, the, the Bougies. In, in if you're gonna use terms that you, you know, I, you could probably understand. Bougie or mga Konyo. The rich kids. RKs. They're called the Soches. And then the Outsiders are yung mga, mga, uh, what would you call them? Hoodlums. If you've seen that movie, it is like probably one of the most star-studded movies before they all became really big. Let me look at the the cast list here. I know Tom Cruise was in it. Patrick Swayze. Here we go. Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez. I'm just looking at the picture. Who are these? Uh, Patrick Swayze. Even Diane Lane, like a young Diane Lane was in there as well. Sinapaba. Uh, Rob Lowe. Leif Garrett is there too. Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, the the Karate Kid, he plays uh he plays Johnny, right? Wait, he plays yeah he plays Johnny, who in Karate Kid is the name of the bad guy, Johnny. <laughs> All right, uh, what else? What else? What else? What else do we have here? Mm-mm-mm. Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. I've read that. Fahrenheit four five one. I have read that. That's oh wait, I lie. I have read a Ray Bradbury book. Yeah, that's why I said earlier, right? Ray Bradbury is known for sci-fi, sci-fi. Yes, I've read Fahrenheit 451. It's about a world where books are illegal and the firemen in that world are, are, they go there and they set fires. They set fires to books. So they don't put out fires, they set fires. And the story fire is a guy named, um, I think his name is Montag. If I, if my memory serves me correctly, his name is Montag and he kind of, awakens from this from his like from the disillusionment of of burning books and how he he's like oh shit what i'm doing is actually wrong it kind of reminds me of the movie equilibrium with christian bale if you've ever watched that movie christian bale plays like this guy who like i forgot he like kills poor people i think because he's kind of brainwashed and then he stops taking his meds and then he kind of he's like, oh shit, what I'm doing is wrong. Anyway, Fahrenheit four five one, pretty good book, pretty good book. 
the mechanical hound and that is kind of terrifying. Okay, ano pa ba nandito? Mm, to Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. I've read that book. It's kind of boring for me, but I get I get why it's on this list. The Great Gatsby. I enjoyed The Great Gatsby. I thought it was such a such a sad tale of of a rich guy. It was good. And it makes you really it kinda reminds you of the girl and that kinda reminds you of like a Kardashian. <laughs> see see Daisy. Daisy Is her last name Buchanan? I'm just Daisy. Lord of the Rings. Oh my god. Fuck that series. It's so boring. Have you tried to read Lord of the Rings? It is like the most boring shit. I, I, I would not recommend that. I enjoyed The Hobbit though. The Hobbit was a great book, but The Lord of the Rings boring af animal farm by george orwell i've read that pretty okay book here's a book that i haven't read but i keep people keep saying you know it's like a classic the catcher in the rye by jd salinger they i i you know it's it's a classic book and i think it's about like coming of age and shit i've never taken the time to really read it i hear you know and i think it's one of those books that i probably have to read before i die catcher in the rye lord of the flies by william golding i've read that 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 shit is fucked up too it's about so the lord of flies is about these kids i don't know their age i'm guessing based on the movie which i also watched way back in the day they're probably between like 12 and 16 years old and they're i forgot if they're part of a class or their friends but they they get shipwrecked onto an island i think but so they're shipwrecked and they're stranded there and there's no adults. So they create their own little society and then they kind of like, you know, obviously you can take it from there. Basically, they're going to create little societies and shit and there's just going to be drama. <laughs> uh, the Giver. Oh, The Giver. by Is it Louis Sacker? No. Who wrote it? Louis Sacker wrote Holes. The Giver by... By... Lois Lowry. That 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 book is pretty cool. That book is pretty cool too. It's kind of it's about a dystopian world and the kid his name is Jonas. There's a 12-year-old kid and he it's like this world there's no pain. Like there's no pain in this world. So the giver is kind of he has like a power to make them feel stuff. Oh, good book. Good book. I know I told you I don't really read like fiction books. But I, I, I've read these because of school. Most of these I read through school. And I understand now why. Because I'm like, man, why do we have to read books for school? I guess it's for this very reason. I, but I still don't understand what the point of reading the books are and then writing an essay about it. I don't get it. <laughs> Just so that we can understand. Make it so we, we can prove that we understood it. I just read it and I liked it or I didn't like it. I don't understand why we have to like write book reviews or, or book reports about it. Uh, do I want to keep going this? I feel like, am I boring you guys? Am I boring you guys? To Kill a Mockingbird. I've read that book as well. It's about this, uh, this lawyer. His name is Atticus Finch. And he's defending this, this, uh, black guy. It's, it's, it's about racism. You know, there's, it, there's themes of racism in this book. Yeah, great book. Great book. Mmm. Down the list, daming sagut. Yeah, go to Reddit. Go j- j- if you want to look up the whole Reddit thread, just Google Reddit. Uh, ask Reddit, A S K R E D D I T, and then 
the name of the thread is which book should a person read at least once in their life so if you want to check the rest of that out i think this podcast is running a little long make sure you follow me on the socials the social medias uh speaking of who is it coco i think it was coco david who messaged me on the ig tevez of the best you can feel free to message me on there t-e-v-e-z of the best it's the same title as this podcast week of coco david who asked me to talk about the ig vlogs i'll do that in the future shout out also to case case ks capistrano who also wished me a happy new year so send me a message on there i reply to all messages on instagram for now so please do that and i'll catch you all on tuesday have a wonderful wonderful rest of your weekend first weekend of 2020 catch you guys later ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 